Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor. We bring this show to you in an effort to showcase all the wonderful nonprofits in the community, which, by the way, there's 54,000 in Wisconsin, which gives us an idea that I can do the show for a very, very long, <laughs> long, long, long Job time. Security. And um, one, of the, one of the things, of course, is to show you the great work that's going on in Milwaukee, but also to have a resource for you that if you know somebody that would really benefit from this and of course always you know we talk about time and talent and money and so all of these organizations do need help financial help as well as volunteers and so I hope as my listeners are are, are listening to our show that if you feel that it's something that you know someone that would benefit you can go to ellenbecker.com and you can find radio shows and you just click on radio shows and Two shows come up, Money Sense and also Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community. And you can just send that off to your friend or person so that they can also hear the show. I have two great guests today. I have Kimberly Gleffy, and she is the director of River Vitalization Foundation. And that is, um, we're going to be talking today with UWM Milwaukee Outdoor Pursuits, which is AJ, and I know that I have it here, Heil, yep. <laughs> who is the program director. And what's really fun and fascinating about this is that um, here we've got a charity who is partnering with our university to really, um, I would say, educate our community and do things great for the community, but also to expose our students to something that is very unique and they may become very interested because I was able to talk to Kimberly a little bit before and we were talking about some other charities and how everybody is always looking at, you know, all the big the big charities and they're looking at the things that impact people mm-hmm. in such a way. And, of course, there's cancer and there's hunger and um, all kinds of things like that that are, that are really important. But, Kimberly, you said, um, but what about great clean air? Yeah, great. <laughs> how important is clean air and areas that we can feel safe in and 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 grow and take our children? So I guess, Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm going to just ask you, why are you doing this? How did you get, it, get interested in it? And I see that your eyes are sparkling, so you're very excited about it. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you for having us. And um, I, I guess I've... I want to just say that River Revitalization Foundation, Milwaukee's Urban Rivers Land Trust, has always been um, trying to build community engagement around nature and healthy places in the city. So getting kids out into the environment, um, recreating, helping with habitat restoration, feeling comfortable in the woods, you know, if if kids are only used to concrete and the urban jungle, so to speak, um, they do have a place where they can go and feel safe and not be in harm's way and be able to reflect and relax in nature. And there's a lot of kids out there who are frightened um, by nature. And so we want to build that comfort level of having these places to go and recreate and have fun outdoors. I always did that as a kid, and that's what got me into what I'm doing now. Um, I've always been in the nonprofit sector, but getting into an environmental organization was really aligned with my personal philosophy that nature is a healing place. And rivers are, are part of our cities, and you know we have to embrace them and take care of them. 
Well, and rivers, you know, ebb and flow just like life does. Yeah. I remember a story that a friend of mine told me who was a teacher, and he was an art teacher, and he wanted to take his students, and it was an inner city school. I don't remember which one it was. And so he rented a bus and took all the kids, and they were going to do an art project in the park. And he said it was one of the most uncomfortable things for them because they weren't used to grass. And yeah. and they wanted yeah. and, and they didn't want to sit on the grass and they didn't want to sit under the tree. They just weren't comfortable. And so for me, who I've grown up with grass and, and flowers and things seeming so natural, I think for my listeners to know that it really isn't natural for everybody else. That right. it's it's different. Right. Yeah. And I always tell myself, you know, I am not our customer, so to speak. My background isn't necessarily shared with other people's. Um, so we have to be really aware of where people are coming from and, you know, build that comfort level. And, um, you know, we as a land trust, we not only do those education programs with kids, we're also buying land to protect you know, the riparian corridor for healthy soils and clean air and all those environmental factors. Um, but public access is also one of the one of the biggest things too, especially in a dense urban environment, to be able to get to these places as well. Well, and I know that the big thing right now is natural foods and clean foods and urban agriculture. Urban agriculture. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that that is really important. And I just laugh because I this year decided that I was going to grow some vegetables. <laughs> and so I did one of these raised beds and I've got tomatoes and cucumbers and um I, I think beans and zucchini, and I put it on this one bed. Well, I had like this forest <laughs> and nothing growing because I didn't do it right. I uh, put too much, yeah, too dense. Yeah, they need sure. space. They needed mm -hmm. space. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, next year will be different. But, you know, we have to learn. Right. And sometimes we have this idea, but it doesn't natu always naturally flow the way we want it to. But it was a really great experience, particularly mm -hmm. now with all this rain. I mean, I don't know what to do with all these tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Can them. Can them. Sure them. Can them. I've They're been good in the them. winter. Ooh, I've yeah. been roasting them, and they, they smell good, and mm -hmm. they taste good. So really when you look at it, you've talked about a variety of different things. How can you um, sort of articulate the mission so people can really understand as they're what you are hoping to do. Yeah, and we are um, <clears throat> really looking to protect the rivers in Milwaukee. We specifically work in Milwaukee County and with the city and the other municipalities within the county. So all three rivers, the Milwaukee, Menominee, and Kinnikinick, and again, re preserving the land along the rivers, and that also helps to improve water quality. Um, we want to do public access through trails and boat launches and and we do a lot of partnerships with, like UWM Outdoor Pursuits, to get people out there on the water and partner. And we'll talk about the Wild and Scenic Film Festival as well in a in a little bit. Um, and also to do habitat restoration. And traditionally in a land trust, you know, it's protecting the vast forests up in the north woods, which is amazing and great. Um, or, you know, big rangeland out west and the Everglades in Florida, well, we're tiny, and we're in, in the city, and we have these little parcels, you know, that we want to protect, um, but 70% of the Milwaukee River is county parkland, and so we call that a greenway, and we really want to be able to balance the built and natural environment, 
and do habitat restoration. People are part of the habitat, but we can't forget about all the critters that live there too. So what does 70% of the river belonging to Milwaukee community, what does it actually mean? There are so many county parks along our riverways that are green space that the public can access. So that's really exciting. That doesn't happen in every city. There are rivers that are privately held lands along them, and you can't necessarily access them. You know, along the lakefront, there are private properties. There are beaches that p- the public can go to on Lake Michigan. Um, so this urban this urban land trust approach that, that we have is really unique in the sector um, because we are also working where the people are. So there's this community engagement that, that we really try to push nationally as, we're, as well as state and local. And the community engagement piece is, again, where we partner um, with other organizations, especially the universities. Um, UWM Service Learning Program, we have partnered with them for about 10 years, and we have 50 to 60 students each semester devoting 10 hours in the field helping us with habitat restoration, trail maintenance, leading hikes, working with younger kids to get them involved. We have a summer internship program. So so we're getting kids and students out into these natural areas, into the parks along the rivers, and be able to learn about how their behaviors and how other um, factors within the environment affect the land and the water quality and the air quality. So you're really connecting them to our, their community. Yeah. Our community. Through nature. And, and their community. Yeah. Right. We're going to take a quick break. And, A.G., I haven't, you know, forgotten about <laughs> you. Fine. But I thought it, it was just so interesting to see how this is all developed and, and where you're taken. So we'll, we'll do a, a quick break. And then, um, A.G., I'm really curious why and how the university – decided to allocate this time and energy towards partnering with the city, partnering with the the land trust to create this synergy between students and um, the community. And with that, we're going to take a break and don't go away. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And our goal for our listeners out there is to really help you to see what amazing things are happening in Milwaukee. And maybe you would like to get it um, somehow connected with them, either through your time, your talent, or your money. And uh, all of these um, different organizations that we interview are truly looking for volunteers and Every time someone else, I think, joins an organization, it, it, it brings new energy and it brings new ideas because we all mm-hmm. come from different places. And so my two guests today are Kim, Kimberly Gleffy, and she is the executive director of River Vitalization Foundation, and also A.G. Heil, who is the program director for UWM Outdoor Pursuits. And A.J., it's you know, when I looked at it, and I thought, oh, the university is getting interested in doing things with the community. And it does make sense, but it seems like everybody's so busy that even though things make sense, to get them initiated and going is really great. And so it sounds like there's been a long-term relationship here. Yeah, we've been working together for the past six months, and we absolutely <laughs> love the River Revitalization Foundation. And a lot of it's because as an outdoor pursuits program, we take thousands of students on trips and activities throughout the city and throughout the country each year. Are these just UWM students or are these uh, people that can also go that aren't 
a student at this time? Our program is primarily for UWM okay. students, and some of the programs that we do together are also open to the community, um, like community events like the film festivals we'll be talking about later. And so most of the trips are for students to participate in and interact with our natural world and one another and some of our green spaces in the city of Milwaukee. Well, I know that for me, when it's been a stressful day or anything, if I get out into just for a walk, uh, um, and, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like zen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I find, and the different smells that you can align yourself with, especially in the fall where you've got all the people burning leaves and the wet leaves. And mm-hmm. I mean, every time you walk in the woods or you go somewhere, it, it's different. Yeah. It, gives, it yeah. leaves you with a different feeling. Yeah, and our hope is that every student while they're at UWM has the opportunity to go outside. And we hope they go with us. Um, but one of the things that we believe is that outdoor recreation truly enriches and transforms the lives of students and our community. And so that's our, our mission is you know, that every student would have that opportunity to be enriched and be transformed through outdoor experiences. I just did the math today, and I realized that the Milwaukee Riverway is our number one area that we operate, actually. And so even in this past month, we had over 100 students on the Riverway, like, doing programs. That includes paddleboarding, canoeing, kayaking, and everything in between, even practicing rescues and different things like that. That's amazing because one cool. of one mm-hmm. of my favorite things, just sometimes when life gets a little bit crazy, is thinking about the river and how it ebbs and flows. And I have a friend of mine on the river that just did, um, Kurt, he um, got in his canoe and kind of got in the river and put his paddles in and let the boat go where it, where it went Uh and he got stuck on on a branch or a stick or something and he said he used it as a time to reflect that eventually the river will move him and eventually it did Mm -hmm. off the off the you know so it's not i mean the river offers us all kinds of ways of discovering who we are Mm -hmm. and what we want to do and it's just amazing yeah. All the all the water, any water does actually. Yeah, but the There's river particularly about it. Yeah, the river particularly. Yeah, rivers seem to be the lifeblood of our ecosystem, and so it's really encouraging when you can expose students or the community to our rivers that are in the city. And it's unique that we have an urban wilderness land trust to work with. Yes, in the city of Milwaukee, just blocks from campus that we're able to <laughs> walk down, bike down, or drive down <laughs> and go enjoy. Paddle down. Yeah, and then go paddle down <laughs> the river to enjoy it. And, and our hope is that students make connections to the natural world mm-hmm. that help them become advocates for our wild and scenic places. Or maybe to offset some of that computer time. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. And telephone time. How did Outdoor Pursuits even come to be? Where, mm-hmm. did, where did that initiative start? It spawned a long time ago. We had a UWM Adventure Center on campus for a long time in the Student Union. And that was where we had outdoor trips and tours for students and outdoor rentals for the community housed. But about, oh, about seven years ago, Outdoor Pursuits uh, came over to University Recreation, which is the same department that houses our sport clubs, aquatics, intramural programs, and our fitness facilities as well as helps manage our athletics facilities on campus. And so now Outdoor Pursuits is one of the many program areas within that department that helps students have experiences while they're at UWM outside of academics that help enrich their experience, but also 
help uh, increase their GPA by helping them be recreated and refreshed uh, through physical activity. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we came from was the Adventure Center, and we actually converted an old therapy pool that wasn't being used very well into an outdoor equipment rental center where our 200 trips and activities start and finish each year. So do you take donations like people who have kayaks that aren't using them or any of those types of things or bikes or anything that can be used in the city? We do on occasion. We take donations and we either use the equipment or we resell it Mm -hmm. and dedicate that revenue to improving services or something like our student scholarship. That's great. Now student scholarship, what is that? So we started a student scholarship. (laughs) Yeah, good segue. (laughs) A couple years ago, some of our student staff and trip leaders noticed that folks at UWM, oftentimes they're very thankful to be in school, in college, earning a degree. Um, But oftentimes they have significant barriers to participating in outdoor recreation. And that could be said about a lot of universities. Although they're at a university, they still have lots of barriers to going outside, and most of them seem to be connected to financial resources in some way, shape, or form. And so our students uh, propose the idea that we create a scholarship fund that helps to award people financial aid that would otherwise not participate in outdoor recreation, not go on the riverway. Maybe it's students that just don't have the means or feel bound to have to work with every other hour of their time to provide for themselves. This scholarship helps every student get outside while they're at UWM and become an advocate for our wild and scenic And where is the funding for that scholarship coming from? It all comes through our university uh, community partnerships and our events that we do in the community. Students volunteer time from our staff to actually uh, program, market, and work the events in hopes that we generate revenue funds that we can go right into the UWM Foundation, into the scholarship fund, and take awards from. So what we do is we do several film festivals each year. One, the biggest, is with the River Revitalization Foundation this fall in November. And that's an opportunity for us to invite the community in to not only be a part of a really cool event, um, but also to give funds through buying a ticket or actually through an additional donation. So if somebody wants, so if there's someone out there who is really active in the community and really understands the importance of being out there and says, boy, that's something I'd like to donate to, how would they do that? So the best way is to come <laughs> to one of our events and donate there. There is an option to give online by going to the UWM Foundation and searching for our account and donating that way. So then they have to they have to search for outdoor pursuits? Yep, you rec okay. outdoor pursuits. Okay. And they can write a check or do an online donation to the scholarship fund. And that that money is awarded through a student committee that that examines applications and actually uh, makes decisions based on their level of demonstrated financial need, but also the reasons why the students want to participate in the outdoor trips and activities. So um, I know we're pretty close to the end of the segment, but what about um, individuals with disabilities, students with disabilities? How do you um, incorporate them into this great program? I'm glad you asked. Uh, It's a good thing to think about. And for us, we make any reasonable accommodation that we can. Some of our staff get special training in different activities that helps uh, with different disabilities and activity modifications. Mm -hmm. And it's good to know in advance that we can plan to help students with different levels of need. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds great. My guest today is A.G. Hill, and he is the program director for UW-Milwaukee Outdoor Pursuits and also Kimberly Gleffey, who is the executive director for the River Revitalization Foundation. Wow. A mouthful. Really a mouthful, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but we're going to take, take a quick break, and I guess I'd like to bring the, the two of you together to I know that um, Kimberly, you're celebrating your 25th year. Yeah. This year, which a is milestone. really big, a milestone, and we're talking about the film festival that you're doing, and what types of films will you be showing at that, so that people have an idea, and I'm sure that they can go and, and look at that as well. Yeah. And so we'll take a break, and we'll look at future goals, and really what you hope that this conversation today will, how it will impact our listeners. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I am Karen Ellen Becker, and I feel so honored to um, each week, either Jill or I, to be talking to the different um, 5013Cs that are in our community and as I said earlier there's 54,000 of them in Wisconsin and Crazy. so I, I, I have a job for a really long time <laughs> but it's so important to um, bring the awareness to our community so I'm really grateful that both of you were able to come in today. Kimberly Gleffey who is the Executive Director of the River Revitalization Foundation and then we were talking in our last, last segment with A.J. Heal who is the Program Director at um, UW-Milwaukee and how you two have come together in this wonderful little marriage um, <laughs> and to bring so many great resources to our community. One of the things that, I, and I have to, I didn't know about you, Kimberly. I didn't know well, about the River Vitalization Foundation. And I live downtown Milwaukee and I walk along the river and the lake all the time. And so 25 years and this is, uh, 25 year anniversary. So, yeah. what do you have planned for it, and what does that look like for the future? And yeah, and if you live downtown and you haven't heard about us, then you absolutely have to come and visit us, and we'll take a hike yes. together. Yes. <laughs> um, as a land trust, though, we're kind of quiet because we have to work with so many different people and landowners. We don't do a lot of advocacy, um, so that might be why you have not heard of us. But we, we're trying to change that with more community engagement and and you know having just having this opportunity to talk about it too is going to help get the word out more. But yes, we are 25 years old. It's quite a milestone, and it I've is. been there yeah, 18 of them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but in those 25 years, we have protected 821 acres in the city, invested over $5 million of grant funding through federal, state, local foundation sources um, to improve public access and habitat and do shoreline restoration. We've put in about five miles of riverfront trails with Milwaukee County Parks and other partners, and we have worked with thousands of volunteers to get people out in the field, on the river, on the trails. Um, and again, a lot of UWM service learning students have come through our doors over the last 10 years through that program, 
um, involving 50 to 60 students every semester who give 10 hours, you know, devoted to working with us and, and using it as an outdoor classroom, so to speak. So they get credit for that. They do get credit for that, yes. Um, and then we have a summer um, program. We were working with the City's Earn and Learn program for several years, getting high school kids placed into our organization for the summer, earning a paycheck, sometimes their first job getting out into the field, doing trail maintenance, habitat restoration, pulling weeds, <laughs> planting native plants and trees. Well, you know, I, I, I go around and I think, boy, how beautiful all this is. But I guess I don't think about who makes it beautiful and keeps right. it up so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. a lot of those volunteers are helping us do that. We're transforming the urban landscape. You know, we have acquired blighted parcels in the city on the river and have torn buildings down and then are revitalizing those places into welcoming public spaces and for safe. the community enjoy. Yes, and that are safe. The more pay- people in a place, the safer it is. Mm-hmm. More eyes on the area, um, you know, more activity, getting people out there. You just feel safer and you, you start building community that way as well. So those are our, our real major accomplishments. And um, one of my favorite stories, too, is throughout all the time I've been there working, there's so many stories, but mostly the students touch my heart because they're transformed as well. We're not only changing the landscape, we're changing people's hearts and minds, you know, to be more comfortable in nature again. Um, But one of my favorite stories is one of our service learning students um, was with us for one summer and was very uncomfortable being outside. His name was Clarence. I can still picture him, and um, and he he was out planting, and he had never done this before. He had never planted a plant. We had little seedlings that were in pots, little pots. We were out in the field in the woods at Gordon Park, and I was coming along with the crew, and he was um, digging his little hole, and he was planting his plant, and he was so gentle about it. And it, he was a big, big <laughs> guy. You know, he played football, I think. You know, and he's a big big black dude and he's (laughs) planting this little plant with such care and I was just watching him and I said Clarence that is so so you're doing that so carefully that's so wonderful how you're treating that plant and and being so nurturing and he's like you know what Miss Kimberly this is one of the best jobs I've ever had and I just can't, I go home and I tell my mom about it and I'm telling all my friends and I just want to bring them down and get them in the woods and on the river and help do this work. And he was a senior and he was going off to college that next spring, next fall. And I said, well, you come back anytime, Clarence. And he came back and there was another time I, he didn't have a ride and I, he had to get somewhere and I took him to the bus stop and we were talking in the car and he said, you know, when I go to college, I'm going to volunteer I'm going down to Mississippi, and I'm going to volunteer to do this kind of work. And this has really changed my life. And just, oh. I, I know, and I think about Clarence, and I haven't seen him since, but I'm hopeful that he's out there being an ambassador, you know, for, for urban environmental and urban conservation and rivers. And, um, you know, a lot of times these kids just aren't familiar with that kind of and environment. It was one little thing. One they little say plant. One little plant. <laughs> and one really beautiful conversation for you. And I always tell people with giving that you get so much more back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you can write checks, and that's wonderful. Yep. But when you really take that time to interact with the people, of the organization that you really yeah. love, you get so much back. Yeah. So much, your heart opens also. Yeah. It, it's a wonderful, wonderful story. I, I hope Clarence knows that I, he's still 
you know, he's still with me. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, what about you? What What are your thoughts? As far as? As far as this year and the community and, you know, talking about your collaboration and what's yeah. kind of going on. Because I know we've got the film yeah. festival. That's yeah. one thing for sure. There's some really special things happening. We love to work with the River Revitalization Foundation. And one of our one of our key events that we're doing together is the Wild and Scenic Film Festival mm-hmm. on November 7th. So it's a Thursday night at the Oriental Theater that... They've allowed us to come in and take Yay, over for the, the night. Milwaukee Yay. Film. Yes. <laughs> Working with theater. Milwaukee Film. Yeah. And we, Love it. we're mm-hmm. actually really excited this year because River Revitalization Foundation has hosted in years past. But this year we're able to make it bigger and more inviting through offering a family matinee that's called Wild Child from 4.30 to 6. So families are invited in. It's very affordable tickets for them to come in and bring bring kids that are 6 to 13 years old that would enjoy the films. Then from 6 to 7, we have an outdoor expo, which is all of our sponsors and partners coming together to provide a social hour in between the matinee and the main event starting that night. And where is the social hour? The social is just in the lobby. So of the Oriental? The, the lobby in the outer lobby of the Oriental. We mm-hmm. take over the whole place. And I'm so excited <laughs> about that because I've been on that board now for about eight years. Oh, cool. oh, and awesome. now that we have been able to take over the Oriental Theater, it is so exciting to be able to bring things like this because we couldn't before. Right. Yep. You know, we had our little in the fall. And now we've got 365 days a year to be bringing things to the community to really um, help lift up the community but also to talk about things that are so important, such as the river and, and what's happening to UWM. So yeah. that I am so happy to hear that. Yeah, we're yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. we would invite anyone to come join us for the yes, night. Yes, and I'm sure that they'll send that out to our whole list of um, members, too, because everybody's excited. There is mm-hmm. a buzz going on in Milwaukee oh, yeah. about Milwaukee Film and the Oriental Theater and how it's really also changing. And, you know, so much of, of our mission is education. Mm-hmm. Educate, educate through film, right. which is a beautiful, which is really beautiful. So we have a few minutes left here, and I'm wondering what each of you hopes that my listeners will will glean from this conversation, and um, what would be the top things that would make you so happy? <laughs> yeah, I think for me, speaking from UW-Milwaukee and outdoor pursuit side of things, is what we're really hoping to do is to connect the outdoor community in the city of Milwaukee and the greater region and to grow it from there. And so we realized there's some people doing some great things like the River Revitalization Foundation, Outdoor Pursuits, and there's many other organizations, but the connectivity isn't quite there yet. And so through these events, we hope to bring people together, help rally everybody for environmental causes within the city and beyond. Well, and I think, too, when you when you um, realize that there's 54,000 charities out there, we're hoping yeah. that um, when we can bring information about what you're doing, that maybe there will be another group out there that's doing something similar that you can work with and do more, do yeah. more together. Because that, that is a lot of people out there Absolutely. that are standing on their own trying to figure right. it out. And right. there's a lot of different people that would be very helpful. 
And so, Kim, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, this collective voice, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the messaging, the film festival will do this messaging and outreach, you know, with these environmental messages. Outdoor Pursuits has messages, and some of the film proceeds will help that scholarship fund. And then, you know, we want to build awareness and let people know that there are these places out there that we're protecting and restoring for the community and to get people involved in that effort, you know, in the city. There's another quick story um, that I would like to share. Um, we, I went to a, a conference in Stevens Point, and, and the Native tribe there was doing a blessing of the water ceremony mm-hmm. during this conference. And we were all asked to bring samples from our river, local river, to bring and, and put together in a big tank so that they could do a blessing of the waters. And everyone was in line putting water in the tank and, you know, the St. Croix, the Black mm. River, the Upper Wisconsin, you know, all these beautiful, pristine rivers. And I said, the Milwaukee River. And they were like, ooh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was my mission to then say, okay, it's not too late to protect these places. We have beautiful natural resources in the city. We got to get people out there to enjoy them. Because then they take stu- they become stewards and take care of it and, yes. and be ambassadors. So that's my hope, is that we will have this community in the city that will go out and celebrate our rivers and, and recreate and join in to, you know, send that message. And we're going to do that with film, and we're going to do that through volunteers, and we're going to do that with partners. And if you want to get involved, you need to call me at 271-8000, or visit our website, riverrevitalizationfoundation.org and we would love to have the engagement of the river foundation river revitalization foundation.org i know and aj how do how do (laughs) they get in touch with you or go and look at some of the things that you're doing yeah if you want to check out what we do you can access our website at uwm.edu slash urec slash outdoor dash pursuits or you can just search UWM Outdoor Pursuits, <laughs> and it'll pop Probably right easier. up in Google. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So that's an option for you. And it also reminds me of some amazing stories we've had of, of students on the river that have experienced the river. And one student named Ray that came from Taiwan, and he was on the river this last week with me, oh. and he actually started picking up trash out of the river. And I was like, wow, Ray, it's interesting that you automatically started picking up things out of the river. And he said, well, it's a lot cleaner than my river back in Taiwan that I live on. And he got back to the landing after picking up a heap of trash. And I was so happy that he was willing to clean up the river. He said, I love canoeing. And I was like, well, have you been before? He's like, no. Have you done other paddling? He's like, no, I've never been on the water. Oh, really? (laughs) And it was just really cool to see him say, I love canoeing. I want to do this more often and and taking care of the river. It gives you a little bit of an idea of how you can – um, control your life a little bit, but yet you've got the currents, and so yeah, it, right. it's humbling right. in a way. Right. But yet it it can be um, it can give you this feeling of of controlling, you know, yeah. being able to get where you want to go because right. I want to get down the river yeah. there. Yeah. So that's that's and all the stuff going on around, you know. Um, the one thing I have to say, I would love it if you could find a place where I could fly fish and not get my my fly caught in the trees. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're on it because I go down yeah. there and it's like, oh, I love this river, but 
all those trees. I'm just not good enough to do it. And uh, but that would be something that would really. I, all right, I you're lo- on. You're I love on. that. I love that. <laughs> so, um, is there anything special that people can attend for the 25th year, or is it primarily just an announcement? Yes. No, we have a big gala on Thursday, October 24th, at the Bradley Pavilion at mm. the PAC in the lovely. Um, hall up overlooking the river downtown and tickets are available right now i'll have an invitation for you when we leave here Um, and we hope to fill that room and celebrate all the accomplishments and all the things we want to do moving forward and again if they would like to attend the gala they can call Um, you direct or call direct visit our website riverrevitalizationfoundation.org and the 25th event information is on that website. Thank you for giving out the website. We'll take a quick break, and we will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, which is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor. And it's very exciting for me to talk about the river because I do live downtown. And I'm yeah. curious because so much has happened in our community with when I think back to the big beer barons and <laughs> I, I think about how the trade was done on the river. And now we've got some of those old silos on the rivers and things. Yeah. How how did I know that there was all this disconnect mm-hmm. in the community with mm-hmm. with a lot of families and a lot of things going on? How did you get this all to come together and work like this? Yeah, I think historically the river was very heavily industrialized with the beer, the breweries, and the tanneries that were on the river, yes. and using that as a you know place of commerce and transportation. Um, and then as when the Clean Water Act was passed in the seventies, you know people really needed pay attention to the water quality of the river and clean it up. It was, well, the Cuyahoga started on fire um, back in the late 60s, and that led to the Clean Water Act. But then it became became a, um, an embracing of the river rather than turning your back on it. Um, so a lot of that um, change occurred because of, because of that. So People were building condos on the river, and the river walk, the downtown river walk in Milwaukee. Which is beautiful. Which is gorgeous. Uh, such a great amenity. And then you go upstream. Um, we're actually on the, um, in the transition of the hardscape Milwaukee downtown river walk into the Milwaukee River Greenway, the 800 acres of, you know, natural river valleys. So our offices are actually at that transition spot. And that's where the North Avenue Dam was, which was removed in the mid-90s. And a great story about that, about embracing the river and trying to connect the neighborhoods on both sides of the river, which has been a dividing line, you know, between neighborhoods historically. Um, When the city put a, a pedestrian bridge over the old dam after it was removed, the mayor, Mayor Barrett, stood in the middle of the bridge and then Alderman McGee from the West Bank, <laughs> black alderman, and Alderman D'Amato on the East Bank, white alderman, you know, different economic situations on each side of the river. The mayor stood in the middle, and each of the aldermen came together to tie a ribbon in the middle of Not the bridge. Not cut a ribbon. Not cut a ribbon, but symbolically used that tying 
as a way to say, hey, we want to connect these neighborhoods and we want to bring these neighborhoods together and have this resource available for all the people who live in these neighborhoods along the river. So I just thought that gesture was so powerful. Mm. And that story has been used in national publications of the Land Trust Alliance. And I never helped. heard it. Yeah. And this <laughs> was in nine. Fantastic. Yeah. It was great. And that also then led to um, the city of, of Milwaukee and the village of Shorewood passing this zoning ordinance to protect the entire river valley and keep it natural and have these access places for the community to get to the waterway. Um, So that that legislation was passed in uh, 2005, so it's been almost 14. I might be wrong on my dates, but it's been quite some time now Mm -hmm. where we have those those protections in place, which, again, sends that messaging, you know, like we're trying to do with the film festival and these environmental messages, like it's not too late. We can restore these rivers. We can embrace these rivers. We can get outside and and be healthier people while living in harmony with all the other wildlife that depends on it, too. And we've seen some amazing things happen since then and through that time Mm -hmm. to the riverway. Not only has that reservoir disappeared and now new trails and new uh you know species of plants and animals are now in that area again the fisheries come back then the recreation opportunities are endless now Mm -hmm. now people don't realize but you can get every kind of paddle sport within about 10 miles on our river whether it's swift water whitewater kayaking in the spring paddle boarding on some of the lagoons and backed up water Mm -hmm. or canoeing you know, from our various landings and access points. I love seeing yeah. downtown. The uh, what are the the school does the scowling? Yeah. Marquette Rowing Marquette, Club, the yeah. Rowing Club, yeah. and I love to watch all the canoes that are out there and the um, oh. Yeah, there's just so much going on in the river. I have a question, though. I know um, Chicago turns the river green. Yeah, for St. Patrick's I Day. know. <laughs> we did for the Bucks. We did for the Bucks. <laughs> when the Bucks were in the playoffs, yes, we turned the river green. That's the only there time we we'll turn it green. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Thank you both, both of you, um, for being here. Kimberly, as the executive director of the River Vitalization Foundation, and AJ um, Heil, as a UWM Milwaukee out our pursuits um, director it's fabulous it's been really fun and as always um, I hope that I've made a difference in your lives tune in to um, our show Money Sense which will be later today at noon noon to one o'clock thank you and uh, boy you think after 30 years i'd have that one down and um, also you can go to eigellenbecker.com you can go into our website you can click on radio shows you can go over to milwaukee philanthropic community and you can take whatever and share this with anyone that you like congratulations on 25 thank years you. and everybody have a really great weekend you thanks. Too. Thanks. thanks for having us